you know what? It's going to vary. I mean, I've seen $50 extra a month. I've seen $200 extra a month. So it just depends on the community. And it depends on the type of apartment you're moving into. There's some that have been built that are like little cottages, which are adorable. And they have like an actual parking garage. Like it's like a little tiny house with a parking garage. There's just so many different options out there. Those go fast. I can say in the Dallas area, it's hard to find those. Welcome to Aging in Style, the podcast dedicated to celebrating aging and what it takes to do it well. I'm Lori Williams. I'm a certified senior advisor and senior housing expert. In each episode, you'll learn stories of older adults who are thriving in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and in some cases in their hundreds. Whether you're an older adult or the child of an older adult, this podcast is filled with insightful resources, organizations that are doing incredible work, and stories that will inspire you to volunteer, learn, and who knows, maybe even skydive in your golden years. Hi, welcome to Aging in Style. I'm so glad y'all are back and listening again. So today, we are going to talk with Anna, my producer. We are doing a series of answering questions that our listeners are sending in to us, and they're they're great questions, and so I'm excited um, to be able to answer those, and Anna has a question for today. What is the question, Anna? Hi, Lori. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so the question for today is, I'm thinking about moving from my house to independent living. Can I take my car with me? Yes. Absolutely. And we get that question a lot. So you can take your car to senior apartments, independent living, even assisted living. So with one of the questions that people do ask me about the car, yes, you can bring it, but not every independent living or senior apartment is going to have a garage. So if that's important to you, that's going to be a consideration. Some do have covered parking. Some have actual garages. But there's a lot that your car's just sitting out in a parking lot. And if you live in Texas, as we do, hail and bad weather is a, is a concern. Or if you're in the north and there's snow and everything, that would be a concern too. But I can say, actually, I'm speaking for the Texas area. Not all will have garages or even like any kind of covered parking. The other thing to remember is with parking, there's not typically if there is like parking areas, there's not enough for every resident. So you may have to be on a waiting list to get parking and some charge extra for parking, too. So those those are things to consider. And every community is different in the way that they handle that. Do you happen to know how much they charge for parking? The ones that do ballpark? Gosh, it's just you know what? It's going to vary. I mean, I've seen $50 extra a month. I've seen 200 extra a month. So it just depends on the community. And it depends on, you know, the type of apartment you're moving into. There's some that have been built that are like little cottages, which are adorable. And they have like an actual parking garage. Like it's like a little tiny house with a parking garage. There's just so many different options out there. Those go fast. I can say in the Dallas area, it's hard to find those because people really like that concept a lot. And also, uh, if people are taking the car, will they be driving, though, right? Like, it's something to consider, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Are you in a time where you maybe use the car twice a week, if even, or if you use a car a lot, right? That's definitely a big consideration because, you know, if you're moving to an independent living community, they're going to have transportation for you. And 
quite honestly, I'd rather take a bus that drops me at the front door of Walmart <laughs> instead of having to park and then, you know, get my groceries and, and especially when it's 100 degrees here in Texas. So those are some considerations for you. Do I truly need the car? Do I need the expense of the car? Because you're going to have to still be paying insurance and gas and maintenance and all of that. So do you, do you truly need the car? If you're, if you're driving it, once a month, I mean, I'm thinking probably no. And some people will bring their car initially and then see how the transportation works. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I don't I don't need the car and then give it to a grandkid or sell it or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a, a good thing to consider. If you're doing these life transition, it may be time to consider as well, like, are things in your life that you can shed that are not mm-hmm. serving you or they're more comfortable, especially I cannot remember the last time that I was like, you know what? I am so excited to take my car to the shop for maintenance. Like, no, <laughs> no. no, nobody likes that. You would be fair, insane fair. if you like that. Yes. <laughs> and let's say if you're not driving a car regularly and starting it, your battery is going to go dead. So then you've got to deal with that, you know, starting the car every time. Yeah, that's true. And also at the same time, if you're a child of that parent and you're thinking, is this the perfect opportunity to just to make dad stop driving? Because frankly, he has not been the best driver for the past, you know, six months. So maybe Mm -hmm. even if you're a child, that's a good opportunity to just really hone in. Dad, you're not going to need the car. Yeah. And that is a tough conversation to have, especially with um, with men, <laughs> because it's sort of like that last piece of your independence that everyone is just, you know, hanging on to with their fingernails. So that's a tough conversation to have. But if there are, you know, if you're seeing that they're having, you know, little dings or, you know, minor accidents or, you know, there's something like that going on, it's good to have that conversation that maybe it's time to give up the car. Now, if they have dementia, have been diagnosed with dementia, then you definitely need to have that conversation. Even you really can't have a conversation at that point, but disable the car. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I always love to tell people, just get the doctor involved because they'll listen to the doctor. If the doctor says you can't drive anymore, that's going to come across better than you as the child going, dad, you can't drive your car anymore. So put it on the doctor and make them the bad guy. But if someone you know has dementia and you're really past the point that you can reason with them, there's nothing wrong with disabling the car. There's a lot of great tips on the Alzheimer's Association. We've talked about that in the past on a, on a past episode. I just had a daughter this week saying that they disabled mom's car and that they felt terrible about it. And then she had a good question. She said, mom has a diagnosis of dementia. If we were to allow her to continue driving and she had a wreck, could we be in trouble? And the answer to that is, heck yeah. (laughs) If you know she has a diagnosis and you're aware and she goes off and drives and, you know, has an accident and God forbid kills a family or something. um, Yeah, you could be held responsible because you knew that she should not be driving. And the daughter was kind of surprised because she's like, well, my brother said that we would be held responsible, but I really didn't think. I'm like, yeah, so she should not be driving. And, you know, like I said, conversations and disabling the vehicle if you need to do what you have to do. Awesome. Okay, so could we recap the ones that you can take your car to and the ones that probably won't accept cars? Yeah, sure. So definitely to a senior apartment to an independent living, which is our all-inclusive ones that have meals and everything, 
assisted living as long as you're still safe and can drive. And that would be it. Memory care would be a no. (laughs) Residential care home, typically a no, because most of the people do have dementia that are in the care homes, at least here in the Dallas, Fort Worth area. But again, you know, the others, as long as you're safe to drive, you could do the senior apartment, independent and assisted. Perfect. Awesome. That was a good recap because I was like, at some point, maybe the listener is like, well, which ones can I take? So now we know. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for that. Oh, you know, another point, a lot of times people are moving their parents from small towns and they're not used to the traffic in Dallas, which is terrifying. (laughs) So um, that's a concern, too. So depending on where they are moving, if they're moving into a community that's maybe close to the daughter's house and they can go like through the suburbs, basically, that's one thing. But if they need to get on 635 and, you know, drive 20 minutes or whatever to get to family's house, I mean, that's 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 another whole different conversation to have. So it just depends if your community is around an area that is like lots of highways and lots of traffic, then you may want them to give up driving, especially if they're coming from a very small town. Awesome. Well, Lori, that was so helpful. Did not know this. Oh, and before I forget, the episode about how to take the keys out of your parent who's absolutely not wanting to stop driving, the the link to that episode will be in the show notes as well. So everything that we mentioned will be there. Good. Yeah, we have a lot of tips in there. So this is one that comes up a lot. And, you know, like I said, it's a really it's a hard conversation, especially with men. <laughs> so, right. well, thank you for that question. And I appreciate you being on, Anna, to ask that question. And I hope that that helps our listeners. And please keep the questions coming. We we throw a lot of information out there to educate you. And I know, you know, a lot of times there will be a specific question like this. And it's good if you if you have the question, I bet you a bunch of other people have the same questions. So thanks for sending the question in and we will see you next week. Be sure to share the podcast, follow, like, all that good stuff and uh, share it with your friends. Thanks. Thanks.